what your life can truly be. Shining star for you to see, what your life can truly be. This is CITR 101.9 FM, the Ink Studs radio show. My uh, guest today is Chris Brandt, and your documentary, Independence, A Guide for Creative Spirit, is uh, a documentary on, I guess, uh, creativity in comics? Yeah, well, uh, creativity explored through interviews with comic book artists, maybe. Now, what's the importance of creativity um, to you <laughs> as far as exploring? Since you asked everyone else about creativity, I'm going to ask you about oh, creativity. In terms of exploring what it is? Yeah. Um, I think it's something that I've struggled with my whole life in terms of uh, feeling a drive to write or draw without um, feeling that drive toward it without having any sense of what exactly was driving me. I've never felt completely obsessed by it. Um, I didn't grow up in a family where I was pushed to do it. Uh, I've never felt um, a strong uh, peer pressure to do it. Uh, so there, there's always being on my own, there, there's there's some something inside of me that that keeps pulling it pulling it forward, and and, and just exploring, trying to explore what that 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 mystery is, uh, kind of is what propelled me into uh, pursuing the documentary. Now you yourself have a bit of a background in mini comics, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I've uh, been doing comics pursuing that as, as kind of a, a field that, uh, since uh, 1990 and I uh, got into mini comics in 95 um, in Berkeley with with the whole scene that was going on there and um, just kind of stuck with it um, doing uh, doing my own thing and then also uh, doing a lot of collaborative pieces as well so when you set out on the start of uh, independence um, what did you have in mind as far as what you wanted to kind of get from the documentary? Um, <laughs> I wanted to fulfill the the idea that that I, that kind of developed in the course of uh, five minutes from initial conception to. Uh, to seeing in my head how I would design the, the DVD cover. Um, it all was within about a five-minute span, uh, all the questions I would ask and um, the progression. I didn't know how what the final piece would turn out like, but I, I had that that uh, blueprint in my head, and, and um, it just seemed so possible that, that I, I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to do it. I, it seemed possible, both possible and necessary, because um, even though I was familiar with uh, a couple of the comic book documentaries that were out, um, I realized as 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 I put it to get the blueprint together that the exact take that I was uh, that I was having on it had not been done. That that. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to put together a piece that would be could be appreciated by somebody that had no interest in comic books whatsoever, and 
documentaries on comic books really tend to focus on fandom and uh, the minutiae of the history of comics. And there's, you know, that's, that's something you learn to appreciate after being indoctrinated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not something that's going to bring somebody into it. So, um, uh, I had been, I had been wondering why the comic book industry didn't have some sort of, uh, some sort of commercial ask, uh, commercial or, or uh, public relations, uh, the same in the same way that film industry does. I know now that it's, and probably knew then that it, it had a lot to do with money, and that the comic book industry as a whole doesn't have the financial ability, uh, or didn't, I guess, in the past. Like, now that they're tied to Hollywood so closely, it's a little easier. Um, but even then, I, they, even then, still, it's only certain aspects of it. Yeah, well, that and the, yeah, that's kind of what I was. Yeah, the the <laughs> that it's still kind of focused on on superheroes, I, and and if again, there's that public that if they have no interest, if they have no knowledge of what's available in comic books and no interest in superheroes, they're not going to find you know blankets or the, or that other stuff and. Uh, I was hoping my documentary would be, you know, one one piece in the puzzle that that allows people to to find an appreciation and and to learn that there there are things in comic books for everyone. Uh, I feel like I just ended my my thought and it didn't really answer your question. <laughs> well, that's okay. I, I I there 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 is an answer there. Is this edited at all? Not very much. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, tell me about some of the folks you interviewed and some of the how the answers they gave kind of changed. Uh, I really, I, I, I honestly, I wish I'd kept a diary or something because I can't. I, I, I don't think I can really tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and specific details about that, except that, I mean, the ge- the general truth is that that did happen. With every single person that I interviewed, each person had at least made at least one comment or uh, or had at least one thought that surprised me, or that hadn't been mentioned by somebody else in, in every in every single interview, and. Um, I mean, one of the and one of the examples of that, an unfortunate example of that, because it's somebody that I couldn't put into the documentary, uh, was Sam Henderson, who ha- who actually had maybe half a dozen of those instances, really insightful comments, um, but not very well spoken. So it, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't use it in the documentary. And I, I think there were a couple thi- a couple of thoughts that were expressed by nobody else. So. They're, they're kind of on the cutting room floor, um, but but he's really uh, really insightful in terms of creativity and, and what it is to to uh, pursue your your dreams and your your artwork despite uh, despite critical uh, success. How is it inter- or commercial <laughs> success? I should say because Sam has critical success. Yeah. How is it? Because uh, I haven't done video interviews, how do cartoonists uh, re- react with that? I'm sorry, could you ask for that again? Um, doing video interviews, how, yeah. d- how do you find 
much comfort comfortability with it or folks um, you know uh, it differed from person to person and I think uh, there were there were a couple of pe- people that were very uncomfortable in front of the camera um, and then but it's hard to tell too because it might it might have been just that they needed more time to warm up and you know, by the time the half hour or hour of the interview is over, that's when they the cameras turned off, and then they warm up. So it seems like it's because the cameras turned off, but it just took them time. So it's hard to tell exactly. But uh, I think in general, um, people did fairly well. I, you know, I, uh, I didn't have them looking into the camera, so that probably helped. I'm. I'm sitting there <laughs> talking to them, and a, and a lot of the case, uh, most instances as well, it was just me, the camera, and them. So there was there wasn't like a whole crew around to uh, distract them. And I was very informal in 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 asking the questions. Um, I had a list, but I would pursue I, I would pursue the questioning as a in a in a conversational tone. So. You know, when they would provide their answer to my question, I would continue along with that, asking them further questions mm-hmm. um, from their answers. So, uh, I think that helped to for people to relax in front of the camera as well, and, and just kind of keeping eye contact. And uh, you know, it, it was just two people bullshitting, and the camera just happened <laughs> to be there. You know. Now, when you did your uh, questions, did you kind of work with like a standard set, or did you? I did. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I had a standard set. I would have to dig it out if you'd want the exact list. No, but, that's, uh, that's but yeah, I, I had a standard a standard set of questions, um, and I would I would jump around, but I, I tended to cover every question, uh, and they were written down pretty much the way that they had occurred to me initially, mm-hmm. um, starting with. Uh, you know, starting with what got you into comic books, or what it, what is your interest in? Appe- what what is it about comic books that appeals to you? Um, working towards uh, uh, the definition of comics, definition of independent comics, um, why they in particular chose to pursue that field, despite the very clear indications that. Uh, commercial success in that, and and the standard definitions of success are are very difficult to come by in that field. Uh, and then into uh, the g- more general aspects of what is creativity and where ideas co- where, where do ideas come from to begin with. Um, that that was a very natural flow of of questions when I initially came up with them. Uh, just seemed like that wherever the question of of why you do what you do begins with it always ends with well where does that ultimate impulse come from to begin with where does that idea come from and um again i've reached the end of my words and i don't feel like (laughs) answering the question (laughs) each time you say that i'm going to give you a little loud buzzer sound okay (laughs) third time it's over (laughs) I found uh, your selection of uh, guests 
uh, interesting in that you kind of stuck away from doing a standardized set of here are alternative or certain genre cartoonists. Um, right. Specifically seeing someone like Wendy Peeney. Right. And then Tony Millionaire and then like uh, Carlos B. McNeil. Right. Um, so your question is why I chose who I chose? Yeah. But, uh, there are several factors. Um, it's called independence. So I had, I, part of it was uh, an interest in um, people that have at some point or another been independent artists, uh, self-published. Um, that's true of about 85% of the people that are in there. Uh, there are a few that are alter more alternative artists, and although they may have had uh, a stint of independence where they were in full control over what they were creating, um, no, no, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Is that mm -hmm. I mean, even the people that are haven't actually self-published um, and are published by other people, they, they are published within a realm that, uh, of being in complete control over the product that they're publishing from, um, from conception to completion. Uh, and so that was, that was the primary beginning, the primary part. Uh, and then um, I also was very conscious of wanting to talk to people whose artwork I liked. Uh, it made it much easier to talk to them about it if I was familiar with their work and um, respected their work. So there's that. Uh, and then I was also conscious of not wanting to uh, go over a lot of ground with people that have been um, interviewed to death or that were... Yeah. I, I think, well, it, it was... It, I, I, I was... I was very conscious of wanting to uh, maintain that independent ideal and not go for the people that are immediately commercially recognizable yeah. as as quote unquote independent artists. You know, I wanted to get people that aren't well known but are still putting out quality material. Mm -hmm. That's that, and that that's. That too was actually part of one of the things that I, I wonder about in, in uh, having done many comics and been involved in that um, that field. Uh, knowing how many books came out from you know the early '90s, if not earlier, but the early '90s into the until in, now that that have print runs of 300, never see reprint. Um, some of the artists stopped doing it, so the work just disappears. And this, and it was just amazing work, amazing work being being done by a lot of people that, you know, maybe a thousand people saw it, and and maybe, and now it's gone. Yeah, and that 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 kind of um, amazes me too. And I I, I wanted to, uh, I guess pay homage to the, to that in the documentary uh, and recognize that the, that I mean, it, in our society it's it's almost as if there's this expectation uh, 
and and um, uh, inference that uh, if something doesn't make it to a certain level of recognizability, uh, that it just wasn't somehow worthy of it. Um, and that's really not the case. <laughs> and I, and, and that, that's another mystery to me is, is what is it that, that, that would cause some, something of, some things of such high quality to just not, not be sustained. Uh, that's that's it. I don't know. <laughs> Why do? You, what was your uh, to to maybe still one of your own questions? What, what is it about comics that sucked you in? I don't, it started at such an early age. I, I, I um, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, my love of them started from you know the age of five I, with Daredevil and Tintin. Um, and uh, Asterix I don't know I, maybe it was a a comfort thing of, of uh, for, a, for a kid that that um, moved around a lot so it was kind of a stable aspect of my life um, in terms of why that stuck with me from childhood uh, could be the same thing I just moved around a lot um, and then in terms of why I then first tried to do it myself, um, I think there might be a natural inclination to, when you immerse yourself in, in uh, say, reading or movies or even television, I guess, and engage it on a, on a particular level where uh, you actually start to think about how it's put together, um, I think there's a natural progression towards wanting to make your own. So that's that's kind of how I fell into the trap. I guess. <laughs> the the drug that is comic books. Yeah, yeah. Well, creativity in general. I, I think. Um, I think musicians, uh, from what I can from what I can tell from interviews and stuff, don't seem to have the same. And they they have some of the same issues that uh, that any any independent creator any creator has, but um, I think when in comic books it, it definitely sometimes feels like more of a trap just because of the uh, the culture and the uh, the uh, the hours of of being alone that it requires in order to make something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas uh, musicians are get to go out on stage all the time. They don't have that same sense of solitary confinement. Yeah. It's like a disease among cartoonists, that certain paleness of yeah, sitting yeah. at the table all day. Yep, yep. Go to your local comic convention and see for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, the the DVD, where can folks check it out at? Uh, possibly local library. I've gotten a lot of uh, library orders. Um couldn't list them all off it's certainly not uh, certainly not ubiquitous yet but you check your local library Um, I sell them through my website independencedoc.com that's independence with an NTS Uh, Amazon has them listed and um, you know maybe your local museum or uh, or convention will be showing it 
Maybe. And I'll have a link posted on the Inkstead site. That'd be great. It'll be fabulous. I, I really enjoyed watching it. My one observation when yeah. they're first drawing the doctor in it, I'm like, is that Danny Hellman? <laughs> that could have been Danny Hellman. You're right. <laughs> it almost was Danny Hellman, which is, would have changed it completely. It really would have. And, and yeah. <laughs> That would have made it much more uh, wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my one time meeting Danny Hellman, he took me and my friend to the Screw Magazine office. That's it. That's the story. Yeah. That's all you. Can, that's all you're allowed to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's about as exciting as it got. Actually, oh. went for really good breakfast. But uh, Screw Magazine, you know, it's uh, it's gone now. Oh. Goodbye, magazines. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I enjoyed the documentary. Thank you, Robin. And I, I think it's a, a neat chance for folks to kind of see. Um, and that's why I love doing this kind of way, is people can hear stuff from the cartoons of words. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, when you see and you talk to the person, you, you get a better feeling of what it is that goes into their work. And their work, comics especially, directly reflects who they are. So, yeah, I, I agree, definitely. So it's, uh, it's a chance to check that out. So, thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, sir. You can make it if you try. You can make it if you try. Push up, a little deeper. Make it.